Waffling Tail as Light, the pocket-sized podcast that packs a gaming punch. In this serving of bite-sized banter with a side of gaming goodness, we talk to Squidge about his thoughts on the Diablo series. Take it away, guys. Hello, everyone. I am Jay, and as you might already know, this episode of Waffling Taylor's Light is, well, it's different to our normal episodes, but that's a good thing. You'll find out why in a minute. I'm here with my good friend, my brother, and my co-host, Squidge. So make some noise, Squidge, and let us know who you are and where you are. You promised me pizza. That was only, it was a ruse to get you on the show. Ah, an elaborate ruse. Ah, okay, fair enough. It won't work next time. I wouldn't say it was elaborate. I would just say it was a ruse. It was a ruse nonetheless. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It will not work next time, I'm telling you. I'll demand proof. So, Squidge, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're from a podcast, right? I hear you're on a podcast. Uh, Yeah, I'm on one. I edit multiple. Uh, (laughs) You're listening to the only one I seem to be on, which is Waffling Tailors. Talk about retro gaming and beyond. Um, essentially we, we pick a topic, we shoot the we have a few laughs, all the usual stuff. It's just a condensed version for your ears, I suppose. There's no other way of saying that without it sounding Yeah, weird. You got to for your, and I'm like, go on, say something that's not ears, I dare you. Because there's not really much you can say about it. <laughs> this is a condensed version for your feet. Yeah, well, Continue, maybe. explosions, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Wrong game. Wrong uh, game. Already covered that one. It really is a wrong game because today we're going to be talking about Diablo 3. Now, Ah. the whole point of these Waffling Tailors Light episodes is to get a kind of a feel for what the the guest, uh, what they really, really like about the, the game in question. We've already done one with me with the Borderlands series. And I thought we could focus specifically on Diablo 3. I know Diablo 4 at the time of recording has just come out of um, uh, out of sort of the beta period and people are rushing to start playing it. So happy days for those who are playing it. But we're focusing on the one just beforehand. And so... The one from over 10 years ago, you mean? That's it, yeah. That's hmm. the thing, right? These Diablo games, they're brilliant in that they come out when they're ready. You know, there isn't a big rush to get them out. Or rather, there is a rush to get them out towards the end of development, but it's not like, oh, yeah. Diablo 4 is out. We're going to release Diablo 5 in two weeks, right? So, Well, I think the first teaser for Diablo 4 came out a year and a half ago, and it was 13 minutes long. It was, and I remember. It was, it was amazingly epic. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. So it the way that we do these... It maybe, maybe will be... So the way that we do these WT lights is I'm going to ask you some non-quickfire questions that has a little bit of discussion in it. Some really quickfire questions that are meant to be like, just give me your first thing that comes to mind. And then some more non-quickfire questions so that we as the listeners can get an idea of what's so great about Diablo 3. And specifically for me, Jay, who doesn't have a lot of time on his hands to be able to decide, is it worth me um, throwing another 2,000 hours into a video game? Because um, I, I looked it up, folks. Um... We talked about Fantasy Star Online on a previous episode with G to the next level. We will get to the light stuff in a moment. Um, and I, I, I put in like a thousand hours into a character of Fantasy Star Online. That's just one of the characters I have. I'm not, 
I don't have that time anymore, so... Lightweight. When I had my uh, GameCube memory card, I had five characters. I put over 350 hours into each character. <laughs> so lightweight, my friend, lightweight. So Not a bad thing, we... but, you know, I had more time to play on it than you did. So what we're talking about is uh, Diablo, which is one of these um, very famous looter shooters. We're talking about Diablo 3, um, but they are, they are famous in Song of Story for being able to go back and just like uh farm for stuff right mm. so that's i want to set that in people's minds as we go along so if you haven't played a diablo game it's looter shooter top down clicky clicky rpg and people play it for years which is pretty cool mm. so the diablo games and we're going to focus on the third one but i wanted to open with a question that's really sort of across the whole set. so in the diablo universe there are loads and loads of different characters Mm-hmm. If you could be a character or a character class within the Diablo universe, what class would you be and why? Mm, uh, it would be a character from the second Diablo, and I think it was from Lord of Destruction, which is an expansion pack that came out with it. It'd be a druid. They brought druids back for Diablo 4. I've seen that in trailers. Uh, it wasn't in Diablo 3. Um... They, they took a slightly different turn on that. I would be a druid because main, mainly for the 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 ability to summon familiars uh, to fight alongside me. All the while, I turn myself into a werebear, so I can cast like elemental skills. Because when you turn yourself to werebear, you can still cast elemental skills. So I'm a bear running around with my familiars next to me, and I'm I'm making volcanoes appear out of nowhere summoning tornadoes and stuff to rip through my enemies right. right plus you know summoning spirit wolves wolverines and grizzly bears as traveling companions come on what, what could be better it's not all about fighting is it I, I i literally don't know what to say to that i'm trying to envision what that looks like right some person walking through the forest probably in a robe with a big like a big staff then suddenly yeah and they're a big great big grizzly bear not only is the grizzly bear bearing down on you and wanting to eat you up and rip you to pieces, but it's also like doing magic and summoning lots of other animals to also rip you to pieces. If that doesn't strike fear into the hearts and minds of people, I don't know what does. <laughs> I'd do it slightly differently, though. I'd have a piece of um, clothing that wouldn't, wouldn't disappear when I transfer, and it'd be a red T-shirt that rides up. So I yeah. really confuse people. They think, oh, it's, oh, no, he's going to kill me. So, you know, I won't say the actual thing, the non-affiliated thing. But, yeah, I do that just to mess mess around with people. Cool. All right. Okay. So Diablo, the whole series of games, they're all known for the just the sheer amount of loot that you can get. Um, so what would be your ultimate gaming-related loot item? It could be anything from a mythical sword to an epic cheat code. What would it be? I'm taking inspiration from Star Online for this one. I've actually thought of the weapon, some of the stats on like, the name of it and everything. There is a character in Diablo 1. He's a barkeep and he's called Ogren. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what you need to know for this one. The weapon would be called Ogren's Sign. It's a primal, primal ancient legendary mace by the look of it. It's a frying pan with a massive strength stat that will boost your holy damage. And the the tagline underneath, because everyone's got a tagline, 
it would say, making a satisfying thunk noise when striking enemies. And it would. Every time you swing it, you hit something, the beer. So, yeah. I'd make a, a frying pan that's classed as a mace. Because I rocked a frying pan weapon in PSO, and it did that every time you hit the enemy. And it's just class. Yeah, yeah. For, for people who haven't played Fancy Star Online, one of the quests you get is... Uh, ostensibly called um, Akiko's something or other um, I don't think the quest is called Akiko's frying pan but it's Akiko's that. frying pan yeah. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so the weapon, weapon that you yeah the weapon that you unlock for doing that quest is a literal frying pan and when you swing it about it goes as it hits the enemies it's brilliant so you you create a, an, an epic frying pan then yep fair enough I mean mm. that's we got straight to the straight to the point with that one, didn't we? Um, Thought about that one, yeah. With, with the downside of most of the time, especially with Diablo 3, which I've played the most, you get to a certain point in the game and only one character class tends to hit with weapons, the rest of it is just skills. So it'd just be there for aesthetic purposes. Right, and for thwanging purposes as well, right? Yeah. Cool. You know, a frying pan in one hand, where it's leg in the other, which is a wooden leg. You know, from a kid who lost his leg. So you'd have a frying pan in one hand and a wooden leg in the other. Come on! Yeah, why not? It's demons bear down on you. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So I know that in Diablo 2, there was a totally not real, but real, totally not secret, but secret cow level, right? Okay. I know that much. I don't know about it. I just know that there were cows and that it was a secret level that um, that they denied existed until it existed and then they said that it existed or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you had the power to create your own brand new secret, not secret level in Diablo 3, what would it be like? Would there be a horde of dancing monsters or a treasure trove of ponds? What's going on in Squidge's secret level for Diablo 3? I keep it in the same aesthetic, but just to really quickly explain the cow level thing, right? Mm-hmm. In Diablo 2, there was a thing that the, there is no cow level. And through a series of things, you can get to a level filled with cows and they'll try and kill you. That's the whole point. It's an in-joke. I think it started with the first one. I might be wrong. In Diablo 3, every January, uh, for, a number of, uh, for a number of years, there's been... Um, it's called Tristram event. And what happens is you go to where old Tristram used to be, you go through a portal... And the game turns pixelated and it, it runs like Diablo 2. So it's all you don't run, you walk, there's no dodging, it's all it's all said, you know, the actual camera angle and what have you. You complete that, you fight Diablo, you get a secret gem from him, but then there is a puzzle after you beat Diablo and the, there are four cows. If you activate them in a sequence, it opens up a second port. You go through, there is a treasure chest you're trying to get to. But in the in in that area, they're the same cows that try and kill you. You get to the treasure chest, you unlock a pet. It's just for aesthetic purposes. The pet is called Prince Bovine, I think. And what happens is, because Prince Bovine was taken in that event, that's what caused the the Cow King in Diablo 2 to go ballistic and try and kill you because he thinks he's kidnapped your son. A nice bit of back and forth. Okay. So, now that's explained, um, it seems a bit... For horror games in general, it'd see a bit seem a bit cliche, but I think it'd work in a Diablo game. I'd create like a old school sanatorium, right? right? But and I would populate it with uh, it would be populated with like resurrected patients and staff. The kicker would be 
all of the elites and all the characters would be story main based characters from the Diablo games. So what's the audio locks that I'd have the characters saying um, to the medical staff that this isn't reality, it's not real. They've been tracked, they've been tricked by uh, Belial, he's a Lord of Light, um, saying that the puppets, they're playing the part in a never-ending play and someone else is in control of how it goes. You know, they're not really in control themselves. So it's it's old school horror and it's a little bit fourth wall breaking and it's dragging a classic trope from horror games, which is the sanatorium, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. But I drag it into the Diablo universe, which is all grim dark anyway. So I try and mishmash them both with characters that you played as or talked to in the main game. You know, have audio logs saying that this isn't me. I'm not meant to be here. I'm not this character. Someone else is, you know, proper fourth wall breaking stuff if I could. Right, right. Okay. That makes me think of there's this, there's this idea I've always had. And I'm just going to mention it real quick. Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes you walk around with your crew? Like in real life, you walk around with a couple of friends. <laughs> with your click. Yeah, with your <laughs> click, right? You with your, your NWO. You got your wolf pack, right? Um, and I've always wanted to, whilst walking around with a bunch of friends, walk past a random person on the street and just just turn to them and go, "We need you to wake up, please wake up," and then carry on walking as if nothing's happened. <laughs> that's that's similar to um, if you're walking in a town centre and you get what I refer to as it's people asking questions, you know, charity things. I call them charity muggers, right? Mm-hmm. It's similar to if one of them starts to bug you and says, have, have you got a minute for this? And you just look at them with a really quizzical look on your face and you just say, you can see me? <laughs> and then you just walk off like normal. It's, an, it's, a, it's a horrible thing to do, but I've always wanted to do it just once. Oh, that's brilliant. Way better than mine. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so quick fire round, question number one. So we all know that the Diablo series is partially about defeating evil. I mean, you can take the evil path if you want as well, but that, let's just ignore that for now. But what's the most evil thing you've ever done in a video game? I'm thinking, like, throwing a cuckoo into a volcano in one of the Legend of Zelda games, or taking the baby penguin and chucking it off the mountain in Super Mario 64. That level of evil, right? It's not really evil, but it's evil. What, what's the worst thing you've ever done in a video game? Okay, so the in video games, in any type of video games, unless it's expressed differently, I'm always the goody two-shoes. Um, the most evil thing I've done was more a case of it was for the greater good. It was in a game called Mass Effect 2, and you try to re- recruit a, a party member called Guardian, or Guardian Angel, I think it is. And there's a lot of mercenaries that are going to rush in to take him out, and you trick the mercenaries by trying to help them. There's a part where one of them's repairing some sort of helicopter futuristic glider because Mass Effect 2 is set in the future um, and his mechanic is trying to fix an engine. And Mass Effect, all of the games have certain parts where you can either be a paragon or a renegade and it's one of the shoulder buttons and you perform, perform certain actions that hit the game. I did a renegade action and what it did was I knocked the mechanic and he stunned himself and he, he fell over so the ship wasn't completely... Um, so he had like half health by the time you fought it in the battle mm-hmm. so it's a case of me doing something evil but it was for the greater good right I can't do evil I really can't in video games I just can't right so you did it because the ends justified the means yes that's as evil as I get in games yeah cool alright 
if you had to choose between playing video games for the rest of your life or having a lifetime supply of your favorite snacks, which would you choose and why? It'd be video games. Um, the reason being um, the gym, the doctor and the dentist would hate it if I had, had, if, uh, if I had infinite snackage. Fair enough. Mm. Um, okay, and if you had to pick one Diablo 3 boss to go on a roller coaster ride with, who would it be and why? And can you imagine what the screams would be like? I can't do a screaming impression of this one, um, but if I had to pick someone, it would probably be Asmodan, the Lord of Sin. Now, anyone who has seen Asmodan or played Diablo 3 knows that he is chunk. He's huge. He's a big boy, right? He's <laughs> massive. Um, the reason that I would choose him is because I would love to see the roller coaster that could fit his fat ass. <laughs> Only reason why. That'd be it. Fair enough. So, moving back to the final three non quick fire questions of the episode, Squidge. We all have embarrassing video game moments. Um. Can you share a hilarious fail or epic blunder? from Diablo 3 that you have done oh god um okay so when I started playing Diablo 3 way back I've got multiple copies of over different platforms I started playing on PC um back when it was uh before I think it was Lord of Resurrection or there's there was an expansion pack that changed it up and made it better and well changed a lot of things for the for the better in my opinion so it was vanilla Diablo 3 on the PC way back in the day. Um, this was before I had the um, I ascended to a better um, internet connection. Right. So um, it was spotty at best, and when it first came out, it wasn't exactly reliable for letting you be online, and you had to be connected to the internet to play the game. It was one of those back in the day. Um, I remember I was playing a... I, I always have a habit with games like this this is point and click this is on PC not on the uh, the Switch which I play on now um, I tend to be the squishy the squishy class because they always tend to be it's hard to level up but once you get into a set level you start decimating and sure. the most I, in my opinion the most squishy class in Diablo 3 is the demon hunter which the story is sort of like a ranger that can summon familiars um, they're full of hatred and um, anger and that's what drives them. So they're just constantly mad. It's like, um, imagine Doomslay in Diablo 3, but there's an actual story. Right, okay. Um, but you're really squishy. So I remember playing that, and then uh, G Audrey got it. Well, I think I got him a copy. I can't remember. Anyway, so we started playing, and we started playing, and um, he got well into it. Right, He was he was getting further than me a lot quicker, because... He had more time at that point and I did to play it. And um, we go online and I'm just like, I, I didn't know any of the builds. I didn't know the stuff I know now. So I'm running around, I'm doing stuff. Um, I'm not really into PC gaming at that point. So everything's still a bit alien to me, the controls and stuff. And um, I had a habit of just wandering off because if a game tells me go down here, I go the opposite way. Gaming logic tells me that there's something shiny and new down there. So I did that, not realizing I walked straight into the pack of really buffed enemies. I knew I was going to get killed if I stayed near him. So I tried to run away, not realizing that I was leading them straight back to him. 
my thing was I kept doing that until I got it through my thick brain at that point to not do that. I'd stick by him because I was a squish and he wasn't. So I would kite enemies straight back to my party and I would get yelled at constantly for it. And that's what kiting means. You bring them in, you're drawing them like they are a kite. Right, I see. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, it's a term used for a popular technique. What you do is you, you get the enemies to follow you. You get them in a big group. And then most of the time, if you've got a skill that only attacks a certain area, you get them in a group, you keep running around in circles, and then that skill attacks that area. Kiting the enemy, get them to follow you, essentially. Right. Okay. That's one way you can use it. So yeah, it wasn't my finest hour. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, kiting massive death forces to uh, friends of mine to really annoy them. Not my finest hour, but, you know, I was learning. It's not like that now. At all. So, it's amazing what 10 years of playing a game can actually do for you. <laughs> so here comes a silly question, Squidge. You know me, I like silliness, so here comes a curveball, right? Curveballs. Absolutely. <laughs> so... The whole Diablo series has loads of different character classes, but Diablo 3, remember, we're focusing on those ones. So Diablo 3's unique character classes. If you got them all together and had a dance-off, who would win out of all of the different classes, and what would their signature move be called? I don't think anyone would win the dance-off. I don't think. the Right. I'm going to take Diablo 3 for, for an example. I can only think of the character classes in Diablo 3. So in Diablo 3, I don't think anyone would win the dance-off. It'd just be because everything's so dark, depressing. Um, you know, Diablo 1, there's barely anyone around. Diablo 2, there's little settlements where there's people. Diablo 3, barely anyone around. So it's very grim, dark. It's kind of like Warhammer 40k set in the med- medieval times, right? Right. So everything's like screwed. <laughs> yeah, kind of like. It's, it's the aesthetic and the vibe, not the main game, right? Yeah. So everything's knackered. So if you had if you had like a massive party, there wouldn't be a dance off. Everyone would just be having fun, right. um, and just like let loose, right? I can tell you that if there was a signature dance, it'd be called "Stay a while and listen." Um, <laughs> I don't know what it would be, but it'd be "Stay a while." It'd either "Stay a while and listen" or "Stay a while and loot things." One of the two. Right. Loot things probably more energetic version, right? But I can tell you what each character class would dance like and how it would go. So just walk with me through this scene, right? You walk into this party, right? The barbarians, they're the headbangers. They've got a mosh pit in one area. They're going for it. Doesn't matter what the music is, they've got a mosh pit, they're going for it. Enter at your own risk, right? Right. The monks being the agile borderline ninjas that they are, they'd be breakdancing, right? Somewhere close to the, the barbarians just to keep them in check. Right, because they're really quick and they can stop all that crap. Unfortunately, because of the dedication to the cause, that the Crusaders don't know how to dance. So they'd be stand there, just like sliding from side to side, like dad dancing, right? Because they can't dance. They'd be wanting to join in. They'd, they'd be just people watching and just bopping. They don't know how to dance, right? They're, they've dedicated their life to smiting evil. Plus, the armor makes it really hard to dance. Right? So, so they wouldn't be doing are, that. Are they the standard hitch style? Elbows locked at your sides, yep. wrists at 90 degrees, back and forth. This is where you live, baby. Yep. Nowhere else. If, if anything, occasionally you just you just do a little a little click. That's it. Right. Right, that's where they are. But they're looking around, they're happy to be there, but they're constantly on the lookout for any demons that are going to come. They, they've got no chill, essentially. Yes. Right? Now, the wizards. Classically, in 
in RPG lore, Dungeons and Dragons, medieval lore, whatever you want to call it, the wizards are normally highborn. They're very intelligent. So they're either very noble class humans or the high elves, right? So they're very knowledgeable, but they're not they're not sticking the muds either. So what they do is they'd be somewhere in there or around there and they'd be slow dancing. Right. Like just slow dancing. Don't matter what the beat the beat could be like slipknot and they'd still be slow dancing. It doesn't matter. Right? So they'd be slow dancing. Now the demon hunters really easy. They'd be shuffling all over the place. Demon hunters be shuffling no matter what the, the music is. They just love to shuffle. Right. Right? That just makes me giggle, I think. <laughs> the thought of demon hunting and shuffling filled with so much hatred but boy can they cut a rug you know um, <laughs> now there's one class left and they'd be they'd be the wild card and I figured out that the witch doctor dances with everyone because they're the party star right right there's nothing they can't do so they'd be joining in with the barbarians they give as good as they get so they'd be jumping up, nutting them. They'd be headbanging, doing everything, right? They'd be showing the monks how to break dance properly or showing them up, right? They'd, they'd go to the Crusaders and just join in, try and get them to smile a bit more. They just want them to, to have a, a bit more of a good time. They'd go over and mess with the wizard, slow dance, but end up feeling them up for some reason because they'll have all had drinks at this point, right? They'd show the wizards, uh, they'd, they'd show the demon hunters how to shuffle properly, Right, but they'd just there'd be multiple ones and they'd just be flicking all over the place, so they keep the party going. Right. So the witch doctors would be the party starters. They just dance with everyone. Okay. okay and, oh I yeah, like I that. forgot. I I actually forgot. Wait a second. I forgot a class, and I can't believe I forgot this one. There is a necromancer, and if you can't tell what I'm going to say, go stand in a corner because there's only one thing necromancers would do. Yeah. Exactly right. If you don't know what two things answer actually. is going to be, yeah, then we can't be friends. It's that simple. There's one of two things: they would either be doing the thriller dance with their skeletal minions, or they'd be doing the monster mash. Exactly. Right. At which point, because witch doctors, they can summon fetishes, which is little things that shoot poisonous blood darts. They've got like fetish totems. They've got like but um, dogs made out of bone. I think it is. They would, when it came to the necromancers, they'd just summon more stuff and it'd just all be a massive thing if everyone dancing. So you'd have skeletons flying all over the place because the barbarians nutted them one. You'd have slow dancers dancing with skeletons. You'd have the... Everyone just... It'd just be a massive party and it'd always... It would only be after they defeated the high evil. So it'd just be... It'd be off the chain, you know? It'd just go for it. <laughs> it lasts for about nine days. That's how it works, you know? <laughs> I can't believe I've got a necromancer. I didn't write it down. Oh, I, like I can't it. believe that. How to answer a question by not answering the question. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I'm here, not a politician, so, honest. So here comes the final question, right? Mm-hmm. It requires you to think a little bit more out of the box. It's a little bit of another curveball, but you can do it seriously mm-hmm. if you want. So we all know that the titular character Diablo is the Lord of Terror. What I want to know, Squidge, and what I think the audience want to know is what are you scared of the most in Diablo 3? Is it hordes of monsters? Is it the eerie atmosphere? Or perhaps is it the closing the game without saving it button? Um, PC back in the day, it was disconnection. Right. Hands down. Um, Because a lot of the time it was very hard to 
uh, farm for certain things and you had to put in a certain amount of hours. Uh, eventually it would be called the pity system when the, the, the DLC came out, but you'd have to farm for hours and hours and hours for a single thing. And you disconnected halfway through, you had to start from scratch. So disconnection on PC was definitely something that scared the living bejesus out of me. Um, I mean, nowadays I play on Switch. Um, not just because it's a pad. I mean, pads make it easier. Um, but especially with Diablo 3, I've found it's, it's a lot easier on my wrist. I can play games on the PC, but eventually if I'm clicking too much, my wrist starts to hurt. With the pad, it's easier. Um... So, on the Switch, it's sort of like if I don't push a button in time um, or I push a button way too much if I'm on automatic. So, if I've got a particular piece of kit that I've got and I want to save it, but I go to the blacksmith first and I start scrapping stuff and then I accidentally scrap the thing I've just looked four hours for. That, um, that really does my head in. Um, and sort of like misclicks, because at a certain point when you're playing Diablo 3, especially with the... The, um, the greater rifts you're not really looking at your your, um, your health or your specific thing that gives you all your, your moves, so like your, your strength, your hatred your mana pull, you're not looking at that you're going that fast and things are blowing up that quickly around you all you're looking for is the screen going red which means you're about to die and you get out of the way so it's very very fast paced, so a miss push of a button or a miss click it, unless you're playing on, if you're playing on hardcore mode that's it you're done it's that's one life that's it other than that you've got to go back to to the main town and you've got to start from scratch and the the enhanced rifts are all time based so you're on a time limit and the the higher level the less time you've got and you've got to be quicker and that kind of thing so a misclick or a miss push can really do my head in and it can just it, it can knock me out of my groove which which is annoying and it kind of gets on my nerves and if I do it too much it, it really sets me back so that's that's what kind of, I wouldn't say scare it what it does my head in it doesn't scare me but back in the day it was disconnection for sure because um, that could happen randomly and for me it always happened as we killed the boss and we're just about to pick up the loot and it's like buff you're out you know always the most inconvenient times so yeah it's uh, disconnections and misclicks cool all right well, I mean, thank you very much for answering our questions there, Squidge. I feel like I've learned mm. loads more about Diablo, uh, the whole you series. Play it. Um, I, maybe I will, maybe I will. Uh, but tell the folks all about your podcast. Well, you listen to it, there's a start. Like it's it's uh, waffling something, what's it called? <laughs> You're on that many yourself, you completely forgot. Oh, shame on you, shame on you. Um, it's Waffling Taylor's podcast. I'm one of the co-hosts, Squidge, um... So normally the episodes can be between like an hour, an hour and a half, maybe three hours long sometimes. It depends how, how much we get into it. Um, I'm a co-host. I edit that. So we put stuff out. It's bi-weekly. Um, if you go to wafflingtailers.rocks, there is all the information for socials and how to get in touch with us there. So Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, which we're going to be bringing back. There's even a Discord link if you want to jump on the Discord, put some wholesome stuff um post some funny things memes plenty it's all meme-tastic on there there's all different sections there's something to to, to there's, there's something to tickle your fancy tickle your proverbial pickle as it were um <laughs> we we record the episodes on discord 
So um, if you join the Discord and you want to be on an episode, just hit us up and we'll figure something out. Um, ideas and stuff. So, yeah, so I'm there. Apart from that, I'm, I'm either playing games or doing work. It's, it's a very exciting life. It really is. <laughs> One shot of lion taming to get my blood going most of the time. That's it. <laughs> mm. Excellent. Well, thanks for being with us today, Squidge. I've really appreciated it for sure. And uh, yeah, if I can I'm, possibly I'm hoping... get you playing a Diablo game, just trying do, it. Do you know what? Right there, there is a way to play Diablo legally for free. The first one in the web browser. Right? Maybe one of the streams that I do should be me trying out Diablo for the very first time ever. Quite literally, folks, I've never played a single Diablo game, so maybe that should be the thing. I'll be honest, if you start with the first one, it's rough. It's difficult. Oh, right. And, it's, um, it's a bit like reading Discworld, is it? Don't start with the first one. Either Diablo 2 or Diablo 3 is more of a, an easy way to get into it. Diablo 3 is more action-orientated. Right. Um, so it right. might be a, an easier way to get I started mainly... I played a bit of Diablo, because I've got that on PC. I've got Diablo 2, um, the Blizzard launcher... Uh, I put in the the the, the code because it gives you an installer. I put in the code for just Diablo 2 and it said, you've got Diablo and the DLC. I'll take it. Um, Fantastic. And there's there's still online, there's still leaderboards going for Diablo 2. So you can still play that online. The first one, it's only certain levels. You can play multiplayer. Diablo okay. 3 is definitely still going 10 years in. I still do seasons. They're going to stop it soon because uh, I think there's one more left because Diablo 4. I yeah, might sure. get to Diablo 4. I'm going to leave it a while so all the bugs can get ironed out. So I'll give that a go eventually. But yeah, um, Diablo 3 is probably a good place to start because you get told all about the past. It's very, very lore-heavy. The main story is really good um, if you played it the first time. Um, after you've done the main story, there's like greater rifts and there's certain builds to do and you can have all sorts of fun up to and including, which I've said before, as a witch doctor, you can turn yourself into a chicken, run across the battlefield, and in your wake, things are just exploding. Let's do this. It's my spirit animal, <laughs> the chicken, so let's do this. It's on Switch as well. We can play it on Switch. Switch. It's sitting yeah. like a foot away from me. Maybe I should play that. A reason cool. to play it again. Yeah, all right, cool. Well, I mean, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I might be playing Diablo 3 on the Switch soon. With that being said, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Waffle Dealers. Head over to waffledealers.rocks to find out more about us. As Squidge said, we do have a Discord server. That's the best way to get in touch with us because we're always on there. Um, and, you, you know, if you want to be on the show, get on the Discord server. That's how we record the episodes. Anyway, I've waffled on for way too long. Thank you very much, Squidge. And we'll see you all again next time. See you later, folks. Catch you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>